Welcome to Group Talk, a podcast conversation from the Small Group Network, focusing on topics relevant to small groups ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you are a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax and listen to today's program. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Group Talk. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Carolyn Takeda, your host and the Small Groups Pastor at Calvary Community Church in Westlake Village, California. Well, today I'm so excited that we are starting a new segment on Group Talk, where every couple months we're going to go behind the scenes and interview someone who serves with the Small Group Network. These are the people who volunteer and serve in this ministry, and they come from a wide range of backgrounds, life experiences, and have wonderful ministry histories and stories from a variety of churches. And I don't know about you, but I love hearing stories of how God calls people into ministry, how their whole journey kind of shapes, um, not usually in a straight line, but in a zigzag along his purpose. And they lead in small groups ministries along with their experiences with the network and why they choose to volunteer their time and their talents to invest in the Big C Church by caring for our small group point people through this network. Um, So it seems fitting to start this new segment with the key person that makes the network such a wonderful community. So along with our small group network founder, Steve Gladen, um, we have uh, Derek Olson, who is the small group network pastor at Salbeck Church, and he oversees all aspects of the network. So if you want to complain about anything, this is the guy that you can talk to. Um, Everything includes stuff on our website, the huddles, the resources, communications. He basically works with all the teams and the volunteers that make the small group network as helpful as it can be for small group point people. So Derek, thanks so much for being my guinea pig as the first person on the segment. You are very welcome, Carolyn. It's an honor to be with you. It's an honor to be on Group Talk and to uh, chat with the one and only Carolyn Takeda. (laughs) I'm surprised we actually haven't had you on before. I'm saving you for such a moment as this. (laughs) Hey, it's it's an honor. I'm excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. All right. Well, Derek, let's start off with, um, you know, kind of telling us a little bit about your personal history and how God called you into ministry. Yes, absolutely. And if I could just interject real quick before that, I want to take a moment and honor you, Carolyn. Uh, oh, stop. This is not about that. Did you know this is going behind the scenes with you? <laughs> I know as somebody who's worked uh, with this podcast behind the scenes for the last couple of years, I know, much, I know how much uh, time and effort and the energy you put into this podcast. I know it's so much more than just interviewing people like me, but it's, you know, setting up calls and scheduling and questions. So on behalf of the small group network, on behalf of what, the almost 150,000 podcast subscribers, we want to say a big thank you. Oh, that is very kind. Thank you. It's a labor of love um, for me as well. And it's actually my favorite extracurricular, you know, thing I get to do and volunteer on. So it's a blast for me, but thank you. All right. Back to you. (laughs) How did God first call you into ministry? Oh, and let me not forget one quick shout out to Jason Banzoff, the uh, producer of this (laughs) podcast, who was behind the scenes making it all happen, adjusting EQs. Jason, we love you. Couldn't do this without you. Okay, I got that. Currently lurking in the background, so you know it seems very fitting. Thank you, Jason. He's made this so much better. Yes, he has. So my journey, um, man, it's been a crazy journey into full-time ministry. I was blessed to be born into a Christian family. And so I think from the moment my parents put diapers on me, I was in church. (laughs) And uh, that was the one constant in life growing up was we were at church. We were serving. 
mom and dad were always leaders. Uh, my dad was a worship leader and an elder, and mom was a Sunday school teacher, secretary at times. So, you know, I was just always seeing uh, them lead. And it's funny, looking back, one of the uh, ministries that I can remember the earliest helping to lead, and this is going to date me, was the overhead projector ministry. Wow. Are you really that old? I didn't think you were that old. You look so young. <laughs> Thank you. I, am, I remember I am, those days. Yeah, I'm in my, uh, you could say the late 30s. But uh, yeah, I can remember being in our little country church on Sunday. And I was so nervous to stand up there and change out those overheads as fast as possible and as smooth as possible so that everybody had the most amazing worship experience possible. Uh, so that was so one of my cool. first... Yeah, experiences um, like that in ministry, and then just kept growing up and involved in the youth ministry. And I graduated high school. I ended up going to Bible college, um, but I wasn't there for the reasons you might think. I was there just kind of because I didn't know necessarily what to do with my life. While a lot of my friends were studying for full time ministry, I was um, my passion was music. I was in a local alternative rock band. Wow. Yeah. And uh, our dream, our mission was to get signed and to be famous and change the world with our music. Well, you were up in the Pacific Northwest, right? So Seattle? Yeah. Uh, Portland? Somewhere? Yep. Seattle area. Yep. So you grunge, that whole grunge thing, the alternative scene? <laughs> yeah. We were riding the, the grunge scene of you know Nirvana, and we were going to take it to the next level. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> So that was my passion. So I actually dropped out of Bible school. Um, luckily, that wasn't before I met the love of my life, Julie. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't before I got my uh, MR degree, my mister. So that with really my was the main reason you went to Bible college was to get your uh, mister degree. I love that. <laughs> right. Right. So um, we got married really young at the age of 20. Wow. Man, looking back, we were just kids. And wouldn't you know it? As with most bands, the band broke up. Oh. And so suddenly I was, uh, I had to grow up quick. So I joined the workforce. You know, I was working all kinds of manual labor, nine to five jobs. But all through those early years of our 20s, uh, my wife and I were faithful to serve as volunteer youth leaders in my local church. And we had some amazing youth pastors. And this is what I love about God. Uh, how he uses people to see stuff in us that we don't see in ourselves. Right, right. Because looking back, I was pretty down on myself uh, as a young man, as a leader, as a communicator. But I had this youth pastor named Pastor Jerry. I'll never forget when he told me, Derek, next week, I want you to preach at the youth service. So I was scared to death. You. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he, he totally believed in me. And he, he made me believe that with God's help, I could do it. And so it was opportunities like that, people believing in me like that, that uh, helped me to realize, you know what, I think I am called to mm -hmm. this kind of ministry. And, and, and so we stayed involved. And looking back, uh, they were, our youth pastors were totally preparing us to take their spot. Mm -hmm. And uh, not soon after, they transitioned out, I think, to another church and the door opened for me to be the youth pastor. So that was my first taste at full-time ministry. And how old were you then? I was 24, I think. That was about 2004. Okay. 
And then what happened next? What are some ups and downs from 2004 to to present? Because um, ministry is rarely a straight line. And you also went through to Alaska at some point. So we have to share about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my wife and I have had a crazy journey. And that's what I love about when you say yes to God, man, you mm-hmm. are literally signing up for the greatest adventure of all time. And it's it's a journey of ups and downs. And we've had so many amazing seasons and, and so many hard seasons. Right. But God's been so faithful through it all. So we spent a couple of years in the Northwest serving as youth pastors and uh, worship leaders. And then God called us to Nashville uh, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so we found ourselves these coffee snobs from the Northwest. We're suddenly in the, <laughs> the sweet tea drinking capital of the world. <laughs> You know, that's like your Samaria, isn't it? <laughs> You're far afield. You know, it really was. And we just, it's a long story, but, you know, there was um, some tough changes at our church and transitions. Mm. And so we just really felt um, this call to step out in faith and do something crazy. And so we moved to Nashville and we started a coffee shop. Now, oh, wow. we're two coffee snobs from the Northwest. And um, this was probably about 2008 before, you know, the coffee culture really caught on in Nashville. And so we were like, I'd like to say uh, that we helped bring (laughs) fine coffee to Nashville. But it was actually um, an amazing season. And we met so many people in the marketplace, you Mm -hmm. know, of that season. And and God showed us that ministry is, it's everyday life. Yes, Yes, it's, it's in the church, but it's also outside the church walls oh, if you're not getting paid. Right, absolutely. And so we had so many uh, great times there, and but we were so stretched mm. uh, as people. And, and we learned so many experiences from those years that we're able to, I'm able to use in ministry today. So we did uh, the Nashville thing. And uh, after a couple of years, man, we just really felt God stirring us into the full-time ministry setting again of a church and God opened a door in Sacramento. Oh, I didn't know you had a stint in California before this one. Yeah. Very different than Orange County. Okay. So what did you do there? So we went to Sacramento. Initially I was hired as, uh, as the youth pastor and it was just an amazing season. That's where, um, I met somebody I'll talk about in a little bit. Andrew Mason. He was the small groups uh-huh. pastor. Yes. And so I saw what he was doing in small groups. He was crushing it. And I started to integrate that into the life of our youth ministry. Mm. And so really, man, I feel like I've been doing groups ministry for a long time. Because with young people, they're all about, as you know, you have yes. two young daughters. They're all about their relationships <laughs> yes. and friends. And, and so we found that there was no greater vehicle to not only foster, you know, biblical community, but disciple teenagers and in small groups. And that was an amazing season. But as I alluded to, it was a tough season. We had a, um, there was a moral failure at the top executive Mm -hmm. level in that church. And there was just so much toxic uh, things that was like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. And we loved our teens. We loved that area. Um, but it was one of those times where somebody, a mentor told me, you got to ask yourself, Derek, is it time to grow or is it time to go? 
And we stayed there for about a year after this incident happened. We really felt like God was calling us to stay there, be faithful, be there for the church, grow. But, you know, it got to that point where it was must go. And uh, we just began to pray, God, open a door, show us uh, a right fit. And that's when the door of all places opened for us to go to Fairbanks, Alaska. Yes. And that's actually, I think you were in Alaska when you got connected to the network, right? Exactly. So in about 2015, I think, I was originally hired as a youth pastor. I was doing some worship stuff. Um, but then there was some transition, and I was handed the reins to that church's small group ministry. This was a great church. It was a growing church. And I was super excited because, uh, you know, I had been around small group ministry. I was familiar with some of the Saddleback campaign and host model stuff. And I wanted to crush it for my pastor. And <laughs> I wanted to see people, I wanted to see our church strengthened through biblical community and small groups. But the reality is I felt overwhelmed. Mm. And know, it's like, a very different culture. Yeah. And like so many, you know, small group point people listening, I was spinning so many plates beyond mm. just small groups. So I felt right. overwhelmed. I felt underqualified. And one of the first things I did was I picked up the phone and I called my buddy, Andrew Mason. <laughs> and I was like, dude, give me wisdom. Give me ideas. Give me some next steps, crawl steps. And here's kind of how I got connected to the small group network. One of the first things Andrew said was, and again, this was about February of 2015. He said, I'm actually going to this uh, small group event in a couple weeks down in Southern California called the Lobby Gathering. He said, you should come. And I was like, the lobby, what? <laughs> he goes, the lobby gathering, it's put on by you know, a ministry called the Small Group Network. It's a, a ministry of Saddleback Church. And it's, a, it's like a networking event, you know, where you, you network with other small group ministry leaders like you would at a lobby in your church. And I'm like, being in Alaska, I was like, dude, anything in Southern California sounds pretty good. <laughs> So long story short, a few weeks later, I found myself in Southern California going from minus 20 to like 70 degrees, surrounded by palm trees. And I was like, did I just, did I just die and go to heaven? <laughs> I think I met you at that lobby and you were so laid back and you kept sitting in the sun. <laughs> you just wanted to soak it in. And I thought, okay, that... is he like a surfer dude? Is he like, what's his story? And so it was just so funny. Now it makes, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that is hilarious that you bring that up, Kieran, because yes, that's where we met. And now that you say that, I remember, because again, unless you've lived in interior Alaska, where it's not <laughs> only cold, but it is dark. Yeah. And the sun yeah. sets around, I think, 3 p.m. in the afternoons in the winter. Right. I remember coming to that event and being like, why is everybody sitting inside? Like yes. <laughs> I was maximizing my sun exposure. Yeah, you're like a lizard. I kept finding you outside, soaking in the sun. Um, and you were just soaking in, not just the sun. I think you asked a lot of questions. I just remember you just like being really curious, but quiet, but curious, and just soaking yeah. everything in. And then shortly thereafter, you, um, Steve told me you had um, decided to help on the communication side, and then you start showing up on conference calls, um, and it was like, wow, this guy is so interesting. So that that was my introduction to you. Yeah, you know, I, I came to the lobby, and it was just so cool 
to come to this event to connect with people from all over the country and world even and realize, man, a lot of them are asking the same questions I am. They're having some of the same struggles I am. And, and to be able to glean from them was so cool. But then to leave with a bunch of tangible next steps that I could implement in my local context. But the coolest thing I learned about the small group network from coming to that event, the lobby, was that I was leaving with more than an event experience. I left with a support group. And yes. that's why I'm passionate about this because for those next couple of years, like you referenced, um, not only was I trained as I kept coming back to the lobby, but man, I was finding community uh, with people like you and Jason, uh, our producer. I mean, Jason and I were roommates, I think my second year there, and <laughs> we have stories we probably don't want to share here. <laughs> and so I was able to just, yeah, build these relationships and yeah. then continue to glean from all the resources at smallgroupnetwork.com, all the free articles. And then like you said, Carolyn, I think what really got me involved was the opportunities. And that's what I love is that uh, the heart of our network is to use people's gifts. And so yeah. I think it was at that first lobby I went to, I'm a blogger, so I had written a little simple blog about the top quotes from the lobby gathering. Yes, I remember that. And Steve was like, wait, there's a guy here doing this. We don't have to do this. And we're like, where is he? Let's find him. Let's make him do this regularly. Yeah, and so Eric saw that, my predecessor in this role, and he's like, man, you got to join our blogging team. Which and was then, one person at the time. <laughs> yeah, it was a couple of people. And of course, I was honored. And again, being in Alaska where it's easy to feel isolated, it was so cool to now feel like I was a part of something bigger where I'm not just receiving, uh, but now I can give away. And then from there, Eric was like, why don't you manage our social media and why don't you help us create some uh, video content? And that's where I think I interviewed you yes. once uh, on a uh, YouTube call. So that was kind of my journey uh, to the network. And then I think it was two years ago at the lobby gathering that the big news broke that. Uh, my predecessor, Eric, was transitioning on mm -hmm. to become the uh, campus pastor at Saddleback San Clemente. And I remember being so bummed because Eric's yeah, such a great a guy. guy. Yes. And he did all, I mean, he really took the, took the network to the next level. Um, and I remember that knowing um, that that was happening and the question on the lead team was, so who's going to replace him? Because he like, he's high energy, he's supercharged it, it comes from a business background, all of that. And we were just getting all this momentum and then he got the call to be a campus pastor, which he really wanted to do. And so I was like, okay, now what? And then it was the answers ended up being kind of obvious because by that point you had um, invested here and there and people knew you. And more than that, and this is... This is something that's been true about you. And in fact, our listeners will recognize this from even the beginning of this call, Derek, that not only do you do the task side and the organizational side so well, but you have a pastoral heart. And that just bleeds through. You are an encourager. Any interaction with you, you walk away encouraged. And that's true whether it's one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's in our group. Every time we get together with a, our communications team, you start off by encouraging everyone. Um, it's just, it's something like, I'm not naturally wired that way. I have to kind of like be intentional about it, but you just kind of just do it. And I think that sets the tone and the con um, kind of the flavor for the network that you've brought. Um, and under your leadership, that there is just 
that's why people keep joining us. That's why our, our what blogging team is, I don't know how many people now. It's always like new people. We just keep inviting people on. And I think it's because they do. They feel like, you know, we care beyond um, just giving the material. Um, you can get that in other places too, perhaps. But what you don't get is the community and you don't get that pastoral care. And Derek, you provide that and you do that. Otherwise, you know, we're all volunteers. We could quit. Um, but we don't. We, I mean, it's for Jesus too. But Please it helps, don't so. quit. <laughs> no, it's. I think it's. You care for us well, and I think that comes from a pastoral spirit. And I do really appreciate that about you. Ah, uh, thanks, Karen. That, that those words really do mean a lot, and and it's an honor to serve in this role. It really is. And and I would say, I feel to say this. I guess to those listening, you know, maybe you're in a season right now of ministry where it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Maybe you feel underappreciated. Um, maybe you're kind of in a toxic atmosphere and you just, uh, you're wounded. Because uh, again, I didn't, I don't have time to go into all that, but there was a while where I thought I was a magnet for those kind of church ministry right. situations. And, and reality- usually, actually, at every lobby, uh, we hear those stories. Yeah. There's a percentage um, of people that come kind of limping in and yeah. and just really need the clarity and wisdom and just the love and care for one another. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people in that place. I'm glad you're, you're um, thanks for being honest about that. I think we've all yeah. been there and some of us are still there. Yeah, absolutely. Because the reality is, um, you know, there was a couple of seasons where my wife did more marketplace ministry, like the coffee shop and some other things. And while, while we like to spin it that we were stepping out in faith to do this, part of it was the reality was that we were hurt and we were wounded. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of saying, like, we're done with that thing called full-time ministry because right. it's, it's so hurtful. But I, I want to share to those listening, God is so faithful. Mm-hmm. And um, there's no way I could have imagined where I would end up getting to work at Saddleback Church. It's, it's been such an amazing experience the last almost a year and a half now, I think. And getting to do the small group network and God is so faithful. So I just want to say, enjoy the journey Mm. Um, to those listening. God is for you. He's your biggest fan. And if you can just rest in him, if you can just uh, trust him and say, God, I do believe you have my best ahead. I'm living proof that he will take the darkest, hardest seasons and he's weaving something I mean, literally in our darkest season when we were in Alaska, and don't get me wrong, we were at a great church, but it was literally dark, right? <laughs> yes. Literally in our in one of our darkest seasons, God was weaving stuff and connecting mm. a story I had no idea. Yeah. And so um, I just hope that encourages those listening. The best is ahead for you. Believe it. Oh, I love that word. Thank you for sharing that. And so in your um, couple years now in this role— um, overseeing all of the small group network stuff, and it has grown so much in both, um, you know, uh, just the depth and breadth of in both ways. Um, it's sometimes easier to grow one direction and maybe you know wider influence, but not as deep. I feel like um, you've done a great job leading us to do both, and so our um, blogging or our resources both go deeper as well and into issues and and even for group talk um we've tackled some things that are a little bit harder to talk about um we've you give me so much freedom basically you give me so much freedom that's the secret sauce to your leadership 
<laughs> if you know, if you're leading uh, other leaders who lead other leaders, then you give them a lot of freedom and you pray for them and encourage them. I think that that formula works well and you do that well. So uh, talk to us now in the remaining time about what things that are going on in Small Group Network that you're particularly excited about. Yeah. Oh, man, there's so many things I'm excited about. Um and if I could just start by saying, you know, I believe in the SGN because as I stated, obviously, I'm a product of it. Mm. And so as somebody who works close with our founder, Steve Gladen, um, he's the global small groups pastor at Saddleback Church. If you don't know, he's been there 20 years. This guy's crazy busy and he doesn't have to do the network. He just started this out of his heart because he genuinely right. doesn't want any small group point person. That's the word we use for anybody who oversees the groups in a church. They might be full-time, they might be a volunteer. Mm -hmm. But his heart is genuinely that no small group point person would ever go it alone or feel isolated or feel ill-equipped. And so um, I believe that since the early church in Acts 2, there's there's never never have small group small groups been so more relevant or critical. Right. Uh, to the body of Christ than now. Yeah, and that's actually, uh, Rick Warren did such a great job of articulating that. And I think um, that's on a podcast from March, I believe, of this, of 2019. And he had some great language. I think I prefaced that one because it was a taping of his talk that we had edited by saying, you know, if you ever wonder um, if your job as a smaller point person matters, like that will give you a big shot in the arm and to recognize this is so much bigger. And if you're curious about Steve's um, Glayton's story on why start the network, kind of all of that 12, 13 years ago, you can watch a, a quick um, video on our smallgroupnetwork.com page that explains kind of the, the genesis of um, this network. Because now if you enter into it now we get new people um, praise God every time you know all throughout uh, that are joining us uh, but it started out with just a handful and a vision that and he's a big vision guy so if you're interested in hearing more about the history you can find that um, on our website as well and so yeah. and since then we keep adding things to it you know adding thing adding programs adding resources yeah. to it now I'm glad you brought up uh, Pastor Rick's talk at the lobby. And I just want to go there real quick, and then I'll share what I'm excited about. Because as you stated, Pastor Rick was last year's surprise keynote speaker. Yes, lobby. so fun. Yes. And he gave the most fascinating talk on small groups and the coming societal mm -hmm. trends. And and in a nutshell, he, he basically shared how uh, loneliness is now the number one epidemic, right, in our society mm -hmm. today. And and how its studies are showing its loneliness is more damaging to the body than smoking 15 cigarettes a day or being obese. Um, wow. And wh why that matters is that studies show that 50% of Americans all say they're lonely. And in Europe, 60% of mm -hmm. England identifies as lonely, so much so that they they just instituted a new position called the Minister of Loneliness right. to tackle this epidemic. And um, so Pastor Rick made two um, comments, actually, at that talk. I wanted to reference here on the podcast real quick because I think it ties in. Um, and when he said these comments, it, there was literally almost like a hush that went over the mm -hmm. crowd. Uh, the first thing he said was, what the world needs more than anything else in our society today is the antidote to loneliness. Mm -hmm. And where are they going to get it? small groups. Right. 
And then he finished by saying this, and really take this in. He said, I think more people are going to be brought to Christ through relationships in small groups than any front door evangelism in the next 15 to 20 years. Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, that's that's Pastor Rick Warren saying that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I share that again to those listening to say that your role as a small group point person matters. Um, your small group ministry is critical to not just the overall health and growth of your church, but it's critical to fulfilling the Great Commission and the wave right. of the lost that are going to come in, in in the next couple of decades. So we are here at the Small Group Network to support you, to cheer you on, to empower <laughs> you in building the most healthy and dynamic small group ministries possible. And that's what makes me the most excited mm-hmm. is getting to hear the testimonies and the yes. stories of what God's doing in small group ministries. And uh, I'll reference one story by a guy named Rich Dugan. He's a small group pastor in New Jersey. And this is what just gets me so excited and makes everything I do worth it. (laughs) So he came to one of our training events called Accelerate uh, last year. Mm -hmm. And we we referenced the lobby. The lobby is a real chill networking event, you know, where it's designed for you to connect with others and breakout sessions. But then these Accelerate workshops we do, they're like strategic, intensive two-day workshops. Like we are going to help you create an intentional plan based off your church's mission and vision that you can take with your team and rock and roll. And so we're hearing so many great testimonies coming out of people who attended Accelerate about what God's doing in their church. And so Rich shared with us, and the video is on our homepage uh, at smallgroupnetwork.com if you want to watch it. But he shares how he went to Accelerate last year. They had some you know, momentum going in their small group ministry, but he was kind of just handed the reins like I was. He didn't necessarily right. uh, know how to keep this thing going. Sure. And one month after attending Accelerate, he began to implement these crawl steps he learned in his church. And in one month, they doubled the total amount of small groups. That's so cool. How amazing is that? Yeah. And obviously, that's cool that he doubled the small groups. But cooler is knowing that that's people uh, enjoying biblical community. That's people being discipled. That's people growing in faith and maybe even coming to Christ. So that's the biggest thing that gets me excited. <laughs> That's great. I, there's so many stories like that. Um, and then, and so, you know, you referenced uh, some of our resources. So we have the lobby, um, which is coming up in uh, next year in February, March, somewhere yep. in the spring. February um, 25th through the 27th. And um, it's limited to about 100 attendees. So I think we're almost close to 70. Wow. So we got about 30 spots left and um, listeners can get $100 off if they sign up as a small group network member. Um, Great. And or locate that little, uh, there's a promotional code inside their membership portal. Fantastic. And that is just, it's in a beautiful place. It's my favorite thing I go to every year and I look forward to it every year. So, okay, that's the lobby. And then you mentioned Accelerate, which they can sign up for. And the next one coming up, what city's the next one in? Yeah, the next Accelerate, I'm glad you asked. It's coming up in Houston. Okay. Um, the end of January, and I think that's at the Woodlands Church, so a great church. Oh, yeah, it's, that's a nice property, too. 
and then we've got some other accelerates coming up. Um, and where can they where can they find information accelerates? That on our website as well. Yep, just go to our event page, smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash events. Everything is there. And then you know the I mean, the heart of um, the network is these are these huddles. Yeah. So if um, our listener is in a random state, let's say Kansas, I don't know, they're a random state, um, and they don't know any small group point leaders anywhere near them, and they'd love to connect with someone for encouragement and for just relationship, um, and just to brainstorm ideas and such. What's the best way for them to go about trying to find somebody that may be in their state or around? Absolutely. Yeah, so go to uh, our huddle page, which is smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash huddles, and you'll find everything you need to either join an existing huddle in your area or start one. And I love huddles. Uh, I am passionate about huddles. We like to say huddles are like small groups for small group ministry leaders, right? That's, that's a great description. That is exactly what it, what it is. It's I mean, you don't meet us frequently, of course, but it has that sense of um, authenticity, sharing prayer. Yeah. It has a lot of the, the key components. And so, yeah, that's great. Yeah, because people in the small group ministry world like us, we're always building community sure. for others, and we can often feel pretty lonely and isolated. Yeah. yeah. And so small groups, and again, that's why I love this network. We're more than just an event or a website. We are a support group, a network mm -hmm. for each other, and so these huddles are an amazing way where you can connect with other people, uh, talk ideas, strategies, share resources. Yeah. And so um, go to our, our huddle page and think about joining or starting one. And I would really encourage listeners to start one. We just had um, 12 uh, huddles launch in Jakarta, Indonesia. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So these truly are so a global cool. uh, thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great way to build relationships and feel like you're a part of something bigger. And it's actually pretty um, simple to start one. And and Derek's absolutely right. There's friendships, deep friendships that come out of that. I just got a call last week from somebody from my huddle who just reached out to say, they're, you know, there's churches transitioning and just to talk through stuff and pray with them. There, it's It really is like having friendship outside of your church environment so it's safe. Um, you, you can talk about things and know that it's not going to go anywhere and it's not going to impact um, you know, your church and what you're doing there. So I think that is kind of the heartbeat is the huddles. And then what else? Um, you didn't mention group talk as something you're excited about, Derek. I'm a bit hurt. <laughs> it's actually right here on my list. <laughs> um, and obviously this is something that everybody listening is already enjoying. Um, but the group talk podcast is literally one of the biggest ways that we encourage and equip small group point people. It's one of the things I'm most excited about. It's one of the uh, areas we've seen the most dynamic growth. And again, uh, thanks to Carolyn and Jason and, and the team for making this happen. But we're approaching 150,000 subscribers, I believe. Right, Carolyn? Downloads, I think. Downloads, yeah. That's, yeah, downloads on subscribers. But I do, um, I think, i just make a quick plug here. If you do enjoy listening and you want to give us a positive review, if you do that on iTunes, it takes all of a couple minutes. Um, apparently, I understand from the tech experts that that makes it come up faster on your search so that other small group point people can find us faster because um, there's so much stuff out in the podcast world. So um, the reviews apparently is how iTunes regulates who shows up, how quickly on the search engines. So go ahead and give us a rating only if it's positive. If it's negative, you send an email to Derek. 
please, <laughs> please, please, please give us a, a positive uh, review and 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 uh, share share it with others. You know, yes. spread the word. Another yes. thing uh, I'm really excited about is our Facebook group community. Oh yes, that's so fun. If you guys are on Facebook, you've got to do a search for the Small Group Network Facebook group. That's different than our page. We have a public page, you know, which is more just like a scrolling wall. But the Facebook group is where the action is at. And we've got over 4,000 members now. And it is just an amazing place to glean from all these questions, interactions, ideas, uh, and so it's so in. kind. It's so kind. The cool thing, and you may not know this, uh, um, listeners may not know this, but the Facebook group, the interactive one that Derek's talking about, is screened and closed, which means that there we have administrator volunteers who will check and make sure that whoever asks to be invited, if you are invited on there, um, we make sure that there's no spammers, there's no people that are going to be pushing, you know, random things to us, but rather um, it's going to be people who are engaged in small groups ministry, whether they are our volunteers or staff, that we don't care, but we want to make sure that they're legitimately involved in the ministry. And so that's what makes the engagement so valuable because you know all these people are doing it for real. And it's so common across the board. And you see all these responses from across the, the world. And you see people who've all written books as well as people who have like, you know, maybe five new groups and they're just starting out and, and they have great ideas. And it's just such a democratic and such a fun process. And people are so kind. I love when someone says, Hey, I'm really struggling. And then you'll have like, you know, 50 people jump on and say, I've been there, you know, hanging out, praying for you. Um, it's a virtual community and it's such a rich one. And it's one of my favorite places to hang out on Facebook. So that's a great one. And then, you know, we're running a little long. So anything else you want to mention? You got to talk about our mobile app because we now have a cool mobile app, which we didn't have. <laughs> we do have a cool mobile app that is currently under construction. So what, what has happened um, to it? <laughs> You know, we've had a couple issues, and so we're switching developers. So please hang tight with us on the app. It's under construction, but I promise you, hopefully within the month, it's going to be uh, streamlined. It's going to be fresh and ready to go to the next level. And then one more thing I'll say, because I know we're going to uh, end this, is I'm super excited that in 2020, uh, we are going to roll out an LMS training platform. So where, where, where small group network members can um, walk through a video course and learn, uh, man, how to start with the basic essentials of small group ministry or, or how to become a huddle leader, right? So we're going to have a video training course where they can watch videos, they can uh, take notes and take little quizzes and uh, really looking forward to just upping our equipping in that realm. Great. Wow, that's that. We've talked about that for a while, so it's happening. That's very exciting. All right. So, Derek, thank you so much for being with us. Is um, last thing? Is there anything else you want to say? If someone wants to get connected and they aren't connected yet, what is their first step? Yeah, first step: go to smallgroupnetwork.com, okay. uh, register as a member, and it's uh, free. There's it's free. nothing to it. There's free. It's free. There's no catch. But that will enable you to start or join huddles and interact in our uh, communities of purpose form. So there's some benefits. It'll also get you some special discounts for events. Um, so start there. Jump on our Facebook group um, and just embrace the community. Attend an event when you can. And then, of course, I would love to connect with you. You can email me, Derek, at smallgroupnetwork.com. That's D-E-R-E-K. 
I'm also always trolling the Facebook group, so you can find me there. <laughs> in a uh, healthy give, way. Trolling yeah. in a healthy way. <laughs> yeah, give me a friend request. And uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well, Derek G. Olson. Olson with an O. Especially if you want to see pictures of his adorable daughter. That's a lot of what's on there. She she just always makes me smile. She's so cute. Um, so, Derek, thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, you are such a blessing to, to us. So God bless you and your ministry. Thanks, Carolyn. And thank you, Small Group Network. We love you. Yeah. So thank you all for listening to Group Talk today. We'll see you next time. Hey, thank you so much, Carolyn and Derek. I know several small group point people are going to be blessed by that conversation. Now, before we go, let's talk about Lobby. The Lobby Gathering is coming to SoCal February 25th through the 27th. The Lobby is not an answer-driven conference, but an out-of-the-box small group event where we create environments for small group point people to connect and engage together in casual conversations about small group ministry, much like they would in a church lobby over a cup of coffee. Now, I have Carolyn with me, and Carolyn and I have been to several lobbies. Carolyn, what do you think about the Lobby? Oh, my gosh. It's my favorite event of the year. I mean, I go to other Mm -hmm. conferences and other things, but I just love the laid back atmosphere. It is a beautiful campus. I know Mm -hmm. we limited to a hundred because the campus only can handle that, but it is gorgeous and peaceful. And it's such a, a wonderful environment. Everybody is so cool and low key. And we just really, you walk away, not just with practical ideas and content, you actually walk away with friends. So every year at the lobby, it's like a reunion for some of us who keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to be friends. We get to see, get to see you Jason in real life. Yes. Um, and we kind of, that is just always a fun thing. You'll just see people hugging and so excited to see each other again, like a reunion. And then you always make new friends. Mm-hmm. So if you've never been, don't worry. Cause if you can come people, you are going to make friends. And then those people end up being support and encouragement and resources for you after the fact and we continue to build those relationships so it is a wonderful event if you can swing it um, the time and the the money it's so worth it and it's actually super cheap when you consider it includes really good food and um, and housing as well all on one campus it would just make it really easy so I I love it and I'm not going to be there this year as well yeah, so I know for me, I'm in Maryland, and it's going to be in February, and Maryland is always <laughs> cold in February. You have the luxury of having uh, warm weather pretty much all year round. So, But if you are in the north, the east, and you get cold weather, this is the break out of that cabin fever by coming to the lobby. Uh, just to let you know, we have less than 30 spots available, so make sure that you get your spot now. Go to smallgroupnetwork.com slash events to find uh, your ticket. Now, Carolyn, you know, Christmas is right around the corner and I know I'm always looking for bargains and I'm sure you're always looking for bargains as well at Christmas time. And just so you know, uh, we are doing a special promotion with Steve's book, Leading Small Groups with Purpose. Uh, you can receive 40% off your order. And if you buy 20 books or more, uh, you can get 50% off. And then you receive free shipping if your order is $50 or more. And I think that's a great deal. Leading Small Groups with Purpose is a great book. And it would be a great way for you to gift and give something great for your small group leaders. And, and Carolyn, you've read that book. What do you think? Yeah, it actually is. And you're absolutely right. And we recently saw on the Facebook group, people asking, what gifts are you giving to your leaders? And, you know, you can do a mug, you can do, you know, yet another tchotchke kind of thing, or you can give them something that actually fuels their ministry. Um, And this book is so practical. Um, Steve is very conversational in it, in the style of it. And I actually have given this book um, to our small group leaders and they have appreciated. I'm hoping they're reading it. If not, I highlight certain portions or something. It's also a really good book for, um, 
if you're our coach and you're having those coaching conversations, you read a section together and then you could talk about it and build into their leadership. And I know Steve has this, uh, like, I don't know, 12 languages or something. He's got this in a lot of languages. So mm -hmm. if you're an international listener, um, it's probably in your language and you can give it to your small group leaders that way. But it's uh, one of, I think, the top books in a small group leading and uh, you'll find it really useful. And I love that we're giving them a big discount on it. Um, it's yes. a great book. You won't regret it. I tell you what, that was a great way to put it. And I'll tell you what, Pastor Rick Warren also said this as well. This is one book that you simply must get into the hands of every one of your small group leaders. Well, there you go. I mean, Rick Warren is, is just, just a smidge more influential yeah. than me saying it, but I, I have recommended it and people have been glad to read it. But yes, it is. It's a really practical, um, hands-on book. Well, we're going to have a link in, in the description on this podcast. So Carolyn, again, thank you so much for everything. And we will see you next time. Thanks, Jason. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.